The best books and the best stories, they start with a line or two that just, they just kind of get your attention. Think, after all, about the most well-known Christmas stories. It was the night before Christmas. And all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not. Or how about this one? Marley was dead to begin with. There, there is no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it. And Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. A Christmas carol. But it's not just the Christmas stories that have these, these wonderful uh, starts that kind of draw us in. Th- think about just regular literature. Call me Ishmael, Moby Dick. All children except one grow up, Peter Pan. Or, you don't know about me without you have read a book by the name of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, but that ain't no matter. Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Or, my favorite book of, of all time begins... In a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit, not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and an oozy smell, nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing to sit down on or to eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. The first time that I read The Hobbit, like actually read it and enjoyed it, was my freshman year of college. My mom was sick and she was was in the hospital and and for whatever reason I was there that night and I was sitting by her her bedside and and way too enthusiastically sat down and said, Mom, Mom, listen to these words and how they just pull you in. I I finished the first few sentences and she just stared at me. It was as though her eyes were saying, Who are you and what have you done with my son? I just wasn't much of a reader up to that point. Now, originally, when J.R.R. Tolkien titled The Hobbit, Hobbit, he he included the tagline, There and Back Again, which is the same title that Bilbo Baggins, the main character and the main narrator narrator of the book, gives to, to the book in the story. Now, a third title was attached to the story, or at least the first third of the story, when Peter Jackson turned it into a movie in 2012. And that tagline was an unexpected journey. Now, Jackson's title, it's, it's fitting. Bilbo was, was just a regular guy, living a regular life, seeking comfort in the Shire. He, he didn't have aspirations for any sort of outlandish adventure or to see all of Middle Earth. He was comfortable. And, and while we aren't facing trolls or meeting wizards or elves like, like Bilbo did in his story, all of us have been forced from the comfort of what we've known this year. 2020 has been one giant, unexpected journey. The the Gospel of John starts in a way that that paints a a picture of a journey, of an adventure. And I'm sure there are words that inspired some of those influential writers that we read about earlier and other influential writers throughout history. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Earlier this afternoon, here at church, we we hosted a, a walking pageant of sorts, where guests were invited to journey to the manger, walking in groups of 10 to 15 and, and visiting different stations where they heard stories of what it may have been like for the people who were involved in the Christmas story. So it started with, with Gabriel and then, then moved to Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, and her husband, Zachariah, and, and then to the innkeeper, the shepherds, Joseph and Mary, and, and the Magi. And, and along the way, along this journey, hosts at each station asked questions about what those people may have experienced. The angel Gabriel was the bearer of good news. Who was the last person to share the good news with you? Try to put yourself in Elizabeth or Zachariah's place. How would you respond to Mary knocking on your door? What do you think ran through the innkeeper's mind when he saw a pregnant woman approaching his home? Imagine you were out in the field the night of Jesus' birth. How did the sky look? What did it smell like? How did the angels sound? Joseph and Mary had to have questions about God's plan. Yet they remained faithful. If you're one of their friends or family members, what question would you ask? How do you think the Magi were changed after their visit to the manger? John's Gospel, it starts at the beginning of time, with light entering darkness before anything existed. And then with the story of Christmas, we get this this unexpected change of plot, light entering the world in a manger as a baby. It's what John refers to a few verses later when he says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God dwelling among us. It's the image of a a new neighbor neighbor moving in next door and reminding us daily and and all that we do that we are loved by our creator. With with Jesus' birth, we're we're given a model for this incarnational living, which is really just a a fancy theological word for, for doing whatever it takes to remind the people around us, anybody that we encounter, that they are seen that they are loved, and and they matter enough for us to step out of our comfort zones to remind them of that reality, that they are loved by their Creator. Christmas isn't just about celebrating a birthday. It's also about celebrating what Jesus' birth means for the journey that you are on, for the journey that I am on, for the journey that our neighbors are on. It reminds us that with, with all the unexpected twists and turns that we face, that we are not alone. Even when we feel like we are, even when we're called into seasons like we're in right now of isolation. And in 2020, it's a reminder that we so need to hear. So wherever you were, wherever you are tonight, I hope you hear these words. There is hope. We never know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we're promised that God is with us in the journey. There is hope. You have a role in working for peace. We're called to be peacemakers, peace doers. And that role often leads us to places we never thought we would go, into conversations we never thought we would have. We get to be a part of what God is doing in the world today. We are peacemakers. In the same way, we get to share joy. Tomorrow, on on Christmas, and every day that follows, we get to share joy. And we are loved. 
Just as St. Augustine put it, God loves each of us as though there were only one of us. Jesus being born in a manger or an inn in an inn was, was unexpected. And everyone who was a part of that story had their lives interrupted, their, their journeys altered. So as we celebrate tonight and tomorrow, with the uncertain twists and turns of, of the journey ahead, may we rest on the assurance of, of Emmanuel. God is with us for this journey. Amen.